feedback. Back again. It's accidentally fasting. Tell your friends. What's up, everybody? I think we've done that before, have we? Probably, but it's like a blast from the past. Because uh, we're actually back. We missed our first week ever. It was like 70 weeks straight of recording. And I'm going to be honest, I just needed a break. It's been tough. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's hard to find the time to do this, you know? Like, you talk about postpartum struggles. I mean, maintaining a podcast and being postpartum, I mean, that's a whole other ball game. Well, and not only that, but, like, I don't put a whole ton of work into editing and post-processing stuff for the episodes, but doing the live episode Saturday, editing that for Tuesday, or whatever episode we're doing Tuesday... Lately, and then doing the regular episode to Thursdays, like that's a lot of shit to do when you got a baby. Well, good thing and we weren't doing job. the diet agitation still. Oh, good thing, dude. I was actually thinking about doing uh, accidental meditations or something like that. I don't know. Think about it. We're, we should change it up this year. But if you want to check out last year's guided agitations, you can go to Bandcamp and search for accidentally fasting. We got last year's collection. Wham bam, including the Christmas special, which I think was a 30-minute guided agitation with everybody, almost 90%. Of was that the same episode where Lance was talking about the milk porn, or that was like no, a different thing? No, that oh, was okay. the plague episode. Man, we had some really good episodes. I mean, we have had quite a few shitty episodes, but good ones are good. We've had one or two gems. <laughs> like, it's funny because... I would say that really drunk episode that we did, like that really drunk one, was pretty funny. Re like a long time ago? Yeah, that one where I was talking about Satan's wiener and stuff. Oh, dude, I don't even remember that. <laughs> Are you talking about... Wait, you're talking about the bedtime the routine one? one? Oh, no. halfway to Halloween? Yeah. In July last year? Yeah, that was almost and a year ago. the bedtime routine was hilarious. Dude, that was so funny. Like... <laughs> Because you were drinking and I was sober and you oh, were like, oh what's God. your bedtime routine? What's your bedtime so, routine? So, like, can we do an update on it? Update so on my that, bedtime routine? Now that we have a kid, fall down, nothing, die, like... Listen to... I get a, If I'm lucky, I get to watch a movie. Actually, I want to do... Right now, I'm commandeering the episode. Oh, yeah. A Tromaville episode? Yeah, dude. What? Trauma oh, okay. episode. Because I have been watching every trauma movie that I can get my hands on. And for you who don't know... You, you you one person who's listening to this who doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the, the production company that's from New Jersey or New York or something like that. But they made the Toxic Avenger and uh, that's that's about it. But they did Toxic... There's four Toxic Avenger movies for free on Amazon. There's three Class of Nukem High movies... Surf Nazis Must Die, Poultry Geist, which we just watched yesterday, Honky Holocaust, which was There's phenomenal. There's a second Poultry Geist that we gotta watch. Oh, but it's probably not directed by uh, Larry Kaufman, I think is the guy's name. Is he dead or what? No, dude, he's like 60-something and he's still going strong. I'm hoping they do <sighs> one he's more... he's or something. He could be, but I'm hoping that they do one more Toxic Avenger movie. Like... Those just dude, need to getting stop. no fucking way, dude. You need to watch all four of them in in one sitting. I've even got friends watching them. I've been messaging people like an annoying motherfucker. Dude, you guys gotta watch Toxic Avenger, but but not it's just like, the first it's one. It's like your new Twin Peaks, dude. You're like replacing your uh, Twin Peaks obsession with this. I'm very well, hurt. Well, there was a 
Speaking of Twin oh, Peaks, yeah. in Class of Newcomb High Part 2, uh, I don't think that one was Meltdown of the Subhumans, but... Uh, so anyway, the, so they do a Twin Peaks thing where the the star has a tape recorder and he's always like, Diane, something, 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 which is a big Twin Peaks thing for for the one person in the audience who doesn't watch Twin Peaks, too. But anyway, so these movies are all toxic waste-themed and, and environment-themed you know, because the Toxic Avenger is a guy who was... The, the like, tagline for the movie is something like, a 90-pound nerd, you know, something-something, transformed toxic waste to become the Toxic Avenger. And he's wearing a tutu because of a practical joke that they were these people were playing on him when it happened. But, so these movies are uh, totally just, like, all, in every way, they could be fucked up. Like, there's there's gore, there's, like, exploitation, <laughs> sex, women of women and stuff, and... To interject, though, like, it's interesting because it's, like, very obscure and it's, like, you know, very low budget and kind of like, you know, when you think of, like, there's a John Waters fucked up where you think of um, female trouble with uh, Divine and stuff, and... Because we were talking about it because I couldn't watch the first Toxic Avenger because, I don't know, I mean, maybe, like, when I watched it, I was a little bit more sensitive, but I couldn't watch that, but I was, we were watching Female Trouble, and you're like, well, what's the difference? But I think, like... Well, the difference was the gore, I think. Like, in Toxic Avenger, the n number one, like, I didn't know this, but my family, my uncle and my dad, pretty much, when I was younger, they would they would quote this movie... How many points for whoever, right? Are and you it's full points for full points if you get the bike or whatever. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. What so I didn't know that's what that was from, so right? This was like a but then there's the scene. Movie. It's a cult classic from the seven seventy four. I didn't think. know that that's what that they told. You I don't know. Or? No, I'm just saying. Like, oh. it's they would say like you know 10, 15 points if you hit the old lady or whatever. Yeah. But so there's a scene in the movie. Where in the first Toxic Avenger, so he, this is before he becomes the Toxic Avenger, I'm pretty sure. It might be borderline, like, but I'm pretty sure it's before. Um, where the, this group of bad guys and their dates are driving around intentionally hit and running. And in, in this scene, they, there's a, there's a kid on a bike, you know, and it's like, the, the movies are super cheesy. Bye, sissy. I'll see you later. Oh, make sure you wear your helmet, little Timmy. And he rides off all stupid. And uh, and they hit the kid. But then they realize one of the ladies is like, oh, my God, he's still alive. You didn't get any points. And so the guy backs up and it, like, zooms in on the head getting crushed. And then yeah, the ladies get out of the car to take pictures of it. But there were, like, other things that were just, like... I don't need, I don't know. They're like, like intentionally it, it gross wasn't films. Funny. It was just Oh no way. I dude. think everything was too gross and too ugly. I don't know. There's something yeah. about I don't know. I think like with certain movies, um, such as Female Trouble or Don Waters movie, it's gross and can be violent and stuff, but there's still that um I don't know, there's something more endearing about it. Oh, like there's dude, nothing endearing Toxic Avenger was about, about it was about Avenger. bullying, it was about environmental safety and responsibility disgusting. of corporations. You know what it reminded me of, reminded me of so when we Who, lived, Melvin? 
yeah, when we lived on, um, yeah, the main character, the Toxic Avenger himself, when we lived on the reservation, the Navajo reservation, um, there was this uh, teacher uh, at our uh, high school who was this, like, Mormon dude, and he had, like, super deep pock marks all over his face and buck teeth. Poor guy. Yeah, it was really sad. And then one time, I mean, we that were you're having, comparing him to the toxic event. Like, at the high school all the time. Yeah. So one time we were having a powwow, and then, like, he's like the only white teacher besides my dad, who was like a counselor there. But yeah. he starts, like, joining in and, like, bouncing around, and, like, all the, like, native kids were laughing at him, but he didn't know. I don't know. Anyway, he just. I'm sure he knew. But no, so I mean, that I, guy was really. But it's kind of weird, like. Just to throw some other information, he we were living on uh, the reservation, and he tried taking um, his kids to a clinic on the reservation, but they wouldn't take him because he was white. Oh no, I'm sure, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's how it is. Like it's there. Oh, that's interesting. It's the funding, and I'm sure they would get. Yeah, it, but it just kind of sucked because the nearest hospital is like two hours away. But I'm like, dude, that's why you sh- white people. That's why you don't do living it. On there, yeah, you know? like it's yeah, stupid. you can't take advantage of the. Re- well, yeah. Anyways, off totally off topic, but yeah. No, totally to on topic because uh, Poultry Geist was Native American themed and was was about like uh, the mistreatment and stigmas around Native American people and fast food chicken restaurants. I was kind of disappointed about it though because they were still they were so racist, but like. But that's the that's their social I commentary know, is to be blatant racist, but like then, exploiting the. Like, they were the, trying to be stigmas. non-biased because they were showing it from both sides, like making fun of the super right-wing conservative people, and then making fun of the. I think they were just making fun of every stuff. group of people involved. Exactly, but I don't know. I dude. thought it was very tasteful was, and well oh, done. Oh yeah, totally. So this like the guy, this six hundred pound guy goes to eat like biscuits and chicken on the toilet, and then they zoom in like they they this I've never seen this before. This was kind of amazing. They took <laughs> like they took a point of view of his asshole on the toilet from like underneath, and then they said censored, so you didn't see the butthole, but you saw all the poop coming out of the butthole. <laughs> that was a dollar ninety nine to rent that movie on Amazon. Stop listening and go do it now. There's another scene. My favorite scene was there's this lady who's wearing like a hijab or whatever, like full body. They, I mean, it's a, it's the movie is uh, super. What do you say? Like it's it's it includes all these stereotypes, you know. But so the the one lady is in her full hijab or whatever, and and this other dude who's like a redneck alcoholic, uh, he gets bit by a, a chicken. And in the movie, I don't want to give too much away, but the chickens sort of infect people like zombies, I guess. But which is really similar to Black Sheep, the movie that Peter Jackson's uh, New Zealand special effects company helped make in New Zealand, where the sheep bite people, oh, yeah. and then the people turn into sheep, and then movie. the sheep go kill people and stuff. But anyway, so the lady takes a mop because so, and the funny thing is this: the Toxic Avengers like weapon in all of the movies is a mop. He, he carries around a mop everywhere and, and beats up bad guys with it or whatever. But so this lady takes a mop and she like, the guy for some reason has his pants down. Oh, he was having sex with the chicken, the carcass. Like they were going to cook the chicken and he stole it. Remember? Oh, yeah. And he was like licking it. And then he starts yeah, like really pumping the too. chicken or whatever. Disgusting. So then 
he's like facing the opposite direction trying to attack somebody or something and then she's holding this mop and she just cleaned the kitchen from the other guy named Paco Bell who, who had just fallen into the chicken grinder and this lady's like she she doesn't know what to do or whatever so she shoves the mop up the guy's butt there's like a lot of shoving up the butt in this movie that's that like all that that movie was a lot of of uh, butt action or whatever but so then the mop comes out the other side and the guy passes out but then he's walking around the rest of the movie with this mop b- between his legs and he gets stuck as a monster he's like trying to come down a hallway and the mop hits the wall at the wrong, wrong angle and he gets stuck walking down the hallway it's just fantastic that's yeah, nothing nothing compared to toxic avenger 4 that movie is <laughs> Avenger 4 i'm not going to it's sit citizen toxic no 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 we could just watch 4 i mean they're all totally worth it So, in the 70s, they made Toxic Avenger 1, and and it was, like, super low budget, and you can tell. And it's pretty cool. Like, there's some good special effects for for the time, and for a B-movie for the time, right? That that nobody watched for 20 years or whatever. But then, 2 and 3 were made at the same time, and they were a little bit better budget, but not as much crazy stuff happened. They didn't have to do the weird transitions from Melvin to the Toxic Avenger, or... Let's see, the second one is cool because he goes to Japan. This evil corporation called Apocalypse Inc. tells him that his dad is in Japan, his long-lost dad. So he goes to Japan by one of those surfboards with a sail on it, whatever (laughs) those are called. So he sails from Jersey to Japan on one of those. And he makes ramen out of a guy, or shabu-shabu. And he eats some plastic food. He fights, uh, he learns the way of the sumo. It's pretty cool. So, then the third Toxic Avenger, he, and if you've, if you've seen all these movies, feel free to skip ahead like two minutes or whatever. The third one is very hard to kind of talk about without giving away the like huge plot twist, but he works for that evil, evil corporation. The ones who told him his dad was in Japan. So they trick him to work for them. And so that's kind of the plot, is him being stupid. And, like, he's still... He was a dumb, kind of nerdy guy before, and he's still dumb when he's the Toxic Avenger. He's just good. So he just, like, brutally murders anything that's bad. So then, the fourth one, he's trying to save a school of uh, special children from a gang that's dressed up like babies. And... His partner, his sidekick, whose name is Lardass, who is the guy who they film. How is that guy a sidekick? He was. That's, he just kind of like he just kind of wobbles around for that first scene. But he eats the bomb that they were gonna blow up the school for special needs children with, <laughs> who are all adults. It's super weird. And then the, when he eats the bomb, the bomb actually ends up blowing up, and it switches, like it does an interdimensional thing. Where the toxic Avenger and his opposite world noxious offender switch places. So then they, you know, it's Toxie trying to get back to real world stuff. Oh, that's so why, super boring stuff. Why did stuff. you Don't... randomly decide to watch this? You know, I was kind of like, I saw the toxic Avenger on Amazon for a long time. And I was like ignoring it. And then I started watching Surf Nazis Must Die. And and I was like, holy shit, 
Like, oh, you watched that before that? Cause I, part of it. Oh. I watched part of it because I didn't realize... Like, I at first I was like, why are they making a movie about Nazis? Like, I didn't get it. So I stopped watching it. And actually, thinking back, like, I rewatched that recently, and that movie is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like, honestly, like, <laughs> the, really? the cool thing about Troma is, like, they don't, uh, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but the, so the surf Nazis, uh, the Nazis are the main characters for, like, a, probably a good half the movie, and then they kill this, this, like, young black dude, and then his mom kills all of them. Like, she's in a nursing home, she buys a Luger, and just, like, goes goes crazy, sort of. Not Like, she's totally, like, just a normal person, but she's killing Nazis, like, the surf Nazis. So it was really cool. Like, there's a boat chase where they chase two of the Nazis on surfboards out into the ocean and stuff, and she goes out and fights them, and it's got good cheesy action lines and stuff in it. That, I don't think that, that Lloyd Kaufman, or Larry Kaufman, I think it's Lloyd Kaufman, he didn't direct that, I'm pretty sure. He directed Poltergeist, The Four Toxic Avengers. I didn't finish Tromeo and Juliet. <laughs> but, uh... I did watch Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. I paid for that one. Because he's in Toxic Avenger 4. And he's a Kabuki guy. So I, I thought that was super racist against Asians. You know? Because there's no Asians in any of these movies. I... That I, like, as no, main characters or whatever? Bill, oh, yeah. But, so... Well, no, his dad. Oh, he wasn't even... No, he was his dad wasn't... Be, you didn't finish that, did you? His dad wasn't in Japan. His dad was in Tromaville all along. Oh, really? Yeah, it was oh, the... Man. Well, it was the evil corporation tricked him into thinking that. But Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD, so what happened was Lloyd Kaufman uh, was in Japan to film The Toxic Avenger 2, and Namco, the company, came to him and they were like, we want you to make a, a kabuki superhero movie. And so he was making that. And you can tell, like, if you watch the R-rated version, so there's two versions of Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD that came out. Uh, there's a PG-13 and an R-rated one. The the R-rated one, you can see, like, you know, if you read about it, they they got into a big thing. Namco was producing it and they wanted it to be basically a kid's movie about a kabuki superhero, kind of like Power Rangers or whatever. Well, Lloyd Kaufman made it super gory, like Toxic Avenger in some parts. And then you can see, like, halfway through the movie, it switches, and there's no more gore at all. Like, there's no more nudity, there's no more gore, there's there's no more of the, like, super racy stuff. But he didn't... I guess they argued about it, and then since they were funding the movie, he gave in. But then they released the two versions of Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. Then the fucked up thing is, like, he's a good superhero. Like, he's a he's an idiot in that movie, the guy. But he's, he's like, a superhero. In Toxic Avenger 4, he's hanging out in Tromaville, and he's an alcoholic because of what he's experienced as a superhero. And much like Tony Stark in the, in the <laughs> shitty Avengers. But, so Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, <laughs> actually... Sergeant Kabuki Man, I don't count as a stick. <laughs> dude, that's his full... That's I his name. But just, but Sergeant <laughs> Kabuki I mean, shit, dude. Man. People call it fucking Captain America and fucking, you know, Hawkeye. So, so, anyway, so Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, is in Tromaville, where the... In Tromaville, New Jersey, where the Toxic Avenger lives, in Toxic Avenger uh, 4, Citizen Toxie. So... It turns out that he's like the super huge alcoholic 
and he goes to the Toxic Avenger's house because he misses the Toxic Avenger or something like that. And it turns out that his that Toxie's wife is laying in bed and Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD rapes her. Oh, man. So then, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, because the noxious offender has sex with uh, with the Toxic Avenger's wife, all too. all the sex scenes really dumb? Like, does he ever do, like, a normal Well, yeah, because he doesn't take off his tutu, you know, because the Toxic Avenger, he's got the burnt tutu on from the Toxic Waste. So he, like, never takes it off. Nox- Noxious Offender has that like a big monster for a penis. Second toxic Avenger with him and his. Oh yeah, dude! So it's like that. Yeah, so because there was a sex scene in that movie. Oh, I in, didn't in see two. It. But so remember the chicken penis in Poultry Geist? Yeah. So that penis is like a recurring thing in these movies. Like the Noxious Offender has a monster penis that lives, and it's like you know, but then so he has sex with the Toxic Avenger's wife too. So then the end of Toxic Avenger 4, I'm going to spoil it for you, is the Toxic Avenger's wife giving birth to Toxie's son, Noxie's son, and Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD's son. And then that's when Toxie finds out that that Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD raped his wife. And then I think he, he like, is just like, eh, whatever. Damn. (laughs) It's fucked up. So, yeah, now that you gave away everything, I guess I'm not watching any of these Oh, movies. no, there is so much more to all of these movies. I don't know, dude. I, it's just, it's hard because I don't have any time to do anything. Because we used to have TV in our, so right now we have a three-month-old and they fight naps. So, like, I'm stuck in a rocking chair, like... While he's sleeping, like, trying to get him to sleep. We used to have a TV in here so I could watch things. Now, I'm just, like, you know... I don't remember you ever watching anything in here. I know you watched stuff outside. No, I started watching stuff, dude. No, because I I finally... The app started working on my phone. The Fire TV app. Oh, God. Fire TV is so finicky. it really is. But anyway, yeah. But that's okay. I've been rereading my favorite book in the entire world. So that's been fun. Shout out to, I can't say, I think I've Everything I learned it. from books I learned from the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> Germanal by Emily Zola. Um, I was just telling Alex, is a really hot sex scene of the minor husband getting into a bathtub and his wife scrubbing all the nooks and crannies in his butthole and ball sack and penis and whatnot. And then he stands up and then they like, she's like, oh no, don't have sex with me don't and then like they wrestle a little bit and they have a three-month-old and the three-month-old is watching them basically have sex well she was sleeping i like reading those classics because they always make me feel like i write better like well it's hard though because this is translated like this is a french book so it's like you know you never know but the thing is is that it's really interesting because ivan turgenev is my favorite um uh imperial uh imperial Russian uh, novelist and he was um, talking to this guy, this author about um, socialist ideas and stuff and they're, um, and and I love his his books so I think like they're very similar. That's interesting yeah, I I, uh, the only Russian author that I have ever read uh, was that lady who moved from Russia to America and oh, wrote uh, Ayn Rand. Emily? No, Ayn. Ayn. It's like Ian Ayn Rand or whatever. My Life? 
No, Atlas Shrugged. Oh, never mind. Yeah, so I read that and it was horrible. Yeah, no, dude, Russian, uh, not like. Well, the whole Russian thing. Russian literature is like the best thing ever. Well, the whole thing with, with, with Atlas Shrugged is, it's this lady writing this book to try to convince you that her belief is correct. So every scene is just some character ranting. And so I watched, I don't know why I did this, I watched the three-part movie special thing for whatever channel they did it for, and, dude, it was fucking ridiculous. Like, it was the same thing. Every scene was some character who's supposed to be this brilliant people, this person. So, so the setting is, all the smart people are disappearing, and they're moving to Colorado in secret. You don't know this for forever. But it's Uray, so they're they're moving to Uray, and they're starting their own brilliant like country or whatever in the middle of Colorado. So, like, you know, the movie centers around supposedly b- brilliant people who are doing doing really good business, inventing things, engineering, and so, like, the show was was the exact same thing where you got these people who are they talk about them in the book. As being brilliant. And then they go on these huge rants. Oh, you shouldn't just give good shit to people because they need it. There's no re- there's no reason that other people should get your spoils because they are just poor or whatever. Like, uh, it's what, objectivism or whatever the thing is? Is like, you... Her whole thing is like, there's no reason to give to the poor. If you do it, then that's your choice, but you shouldn't do it to be, like, a good person or whatever. And so, the whole thing is arguing, like, the entire United States is in need, and nobody who, everybody's like, all these geniuses are like, I work too hard to give away shit to the the good people of the country. So, it's really like, I guess condescending or or i I can't say patronizing i guess because a woman wrote it but the whole book if a man wrote it it would be an entire epic novel because it's fucking huge of mansplaining like that's that's what the whole thing is but tell me about how like how does the russian writing compare to the toxic avenger stuff I mean, I guess, like, it's kind of similar that it uh, has very dark Like, your French book had a funny it. sex scene in it, and I'm sure, like, there was a guy who was created as a superhero out of the coal mines or whatever. Well, yeah, that's that's who, um, so the main character, his name is, um, fuck, what is his name? Boulevard I can't, I can't pronounce it. It's like E-T-I-E-N-N-E, Etienne and he's the superhero basically so he's like an outsider um who got fired from this previous job and he's like uh wandering around this uh small town in france um really needing work he's like starving and then he ends up working in this coal mine and then the con the conditions in the book are already really bad and then um by the time like he starts working there they just like keep making it more horrible more horrible more horrible and then they all um revolt and stuff so so that's kind of like, like uh, and, and that's grapes of, of wrath took place in france this would be grapes of wrath too like tom Jode was traveling america 
I really wish they well, would have done Grapes of Wrath 2. Grapes of uh, Well, no, Raff. I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Grapes of Wrath, they, they have the Dust Bowl and the Great Depression and people move to California and he's like, fuck this, I'm going to go represent the workers or whatever. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. I think I talked about this in our other episode, but um, I was like one day, I mean, every morning I, I watch the COVID news on YouTube and stuff. And uh-huh. um, <laughs> by the way, you guys are going to hear the baby. Like, sorry. We, uh, we just did nothing we could do about it right now. Sorry. Go get your own damn baby. Yeah. Don't, don't copy ours. But um, I was looking for a... Uh, like, I just needed something to make myself stop feeling sorry for myself because I was like, you know, this this fucking quarantine shit sucks, but it's like, what sucks about it? I can't go to Target, you know? I mean, it, when you're a postpartum woman, yeah, not going to Target is the end able, of the world. But not if you think about that, haircut. we're programmed to consume, so when well, we can't yeah. consume, we... They... they you know, business and media want us to be, you know, active consumers constantly spending money and never, never bettering our situation. And they make us feel like bad Americans, just like, you know, the people are doing now, like reopen and go back to work because the rich people want you to work for them so that they can keep getting richer and all that shit. Like, yeah. And, and that's, that's exactly you're violating how... your programming. Well, that's how I was feeling. I was, like, taking a step back, and I was like, yeah, it was like, you know, why do I feel this way? Did that stuff really make me feel any happier, you know? Um, The things that I had before that I thought, like, now I'm like, oh, man, I took that for granted. But really, like, come on, I, you know, yeah, getting drunk at a bar. I mean, it is fun. I like to go, I like to go, I I like to dance and stuff. Dude, 2019 was an epic year to start a podcast because we ended up traveling so much. Yeah, that was... And we ended up drinking so much. No, I think, okay, the one thing is, yeah, traveling, that sucks. And people not coming to see our baby, that fucking Or us taking the baby to see people. Yeah, I mean, that's hard. But, you know, these other things... Like going Target or getting my hair cut, I was like, you know what? I I love, um, you know, especially novels from the eighteen late eighteen hundreds, uh, imperial Russian uh, novels. Like you read Brothers Catamarans, right? Yeah, well, that one. So I have a really difficult time with Dostoevsky. I really like uh, Notes from the Underground. That's like one of my favorite books, but only because it's so short. I mean, his other books, I've tried so hard to read, like Crime and Punishment. See, but the that's Idiot. what gets me about Russian writing is like, even even fucking that shitty book I was talking about before, like, they're just so fucking long. Yeah, they are. But, um, but the, like the ones like Fathers and Sons, which is my second favorite book behind Germinal, um... That is a pretty short book comparatively to the other Russian novels, but... I guess I shouldn't complain because I really like... uh, Well, Grapes of Wrath was a long book, and I'm not... I've never read Grapes of Wrath. Oh, no, I did read Grapes of Wrath. I read it. But, uh... My my favorite book by Steinbeck is East of Eden, and that book is fucking massive. You know... Like, it covers, like, two generations of people, and from being, like teens and leaving leaving home or whatever during whatever time and then coming back from military and 
you know, their that that generation's whole life, and then the kids of that generation. And well, know. my um, you know, like I was saying, to like go back to my point about to why I'm going on this huge rant is that. I wanted to just really put everything into perspective. <laughs> he is going at it, sucking on his wrist. He might be hungry, but um, you know, just really go look at a different perspective and be like, okay, these people literally had no fucking food, and you know, these miners and they developed terrible diseases and black lung. Well, and not shit. only that, but the adulterated food that I'm gonna post. So we have some episode. We have. We were trying to get last week's episode together, and we just could not get enough content. So I'll release that as our Tuesday episode, or or a bonus episode, or something in between, because we'll probably do, hopefully, our live one this Saturday. Um, but, so, we'll, we'll try to do that. I think I talked about the adulterated food, where they were doing plaster of Paris and all kinds of shit, alum in breads and things that were like... <laughs> the that were the cheap foods yeah in that time period or whatever Kinda. well who are the russian like so you read the dostoevsky brothers kazmaran kalishnikov and then yeah. what are your other what are the other what book would you recommend if you, if somebody wanted to just like break into because didn't you minor in like russian history yeah. in college or whatever yeah i kind of did i took like three i mean when you minor you take like a certain number of classes um i took a few classes but um i don't know it, i think like the books that we read they weren't we didn't read a lot of classics like i said i've tried reading crime punishment i've never even tried tolstoy because that's just i don't know it's not really my my style i guess what's the difference um he's more like He's just not as dark, I guess. Um, and he's just a different kind of... I don't know. Have you heard of Pushkin? The cat? Pushin? <laughs> the uh, the poet? Mm-mm. Oh, well, he's he's a Russian poet, and his, uh, his poems are really kind of based on imagery and stuff like that, and real fluffy, and mm. doesn't talk about the hard, gritty life of a, a Russian peasant. That's kind of how I see Tolstoy. That's like um, those English poets, like, uh, I think Yeats is kind of like that. I don't know. I never got into that. Like, it's funny. I never got into other countries' poetry. Like, I could never really, like, deal with it. It never seemed real enough for me. Like, who's that guy? Fucking the door's perception open in the mind or whatever. Oh, uh, William Wallace. Yeah, William B. <laughs> Wallace. <laughs> w.B. Wallace Yeats. No, uh, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. I have books by him, but I'm like... And I get at the time he did what they call illuminations or whatever, where he acid-etched tablets and then painted it and then pressed it onto a book and then wrote the poetry in the tablet or whatever. I don't fucking know. But I just never, like... I mean, that stuff might be profound <laughs> or whatever, but I just never got into it. I was always into, like, Bukowski... And the beats, you know, even Ginsburg was a little too, like, I guess fluffy is a word for that. But he was a little too fluffy for me. But I don't know, what do you think? Did you like that kind of poetry? Like, who's that lady who stayed in the house for, like, forever? Uh, Dickinson? Is that her? She was, like, super depressed and, like, never experienced, never had a boyfriend or a husband or whatever. Um, 
Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's her. No, I don't think that's... that's the person I'm thinking of, but no, I don't know. And then the wheat, the 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 Wheaties of Grass, whatever that guy's fucking name is. The only, the only um. Neil deGrasse that I ever Tyson. Even read was E. Cummings, basically. E. Cummings is good. Who's got Ezra Pound and William Carlos Williams are really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Red Wheelbarrow or whatever is my favorite poem ever. Really, I like Ezra Pound's. They work together, those guys on the imagery. Sorry, guys, I'm eating a sandwich, how to fuck up your podcast, volume, whatever. But, uh, so it's a strawberry sandwich with Dave's Killer Bread, because that's what we eat now. The baby fucking loves it. He, he'll eat a steak sandwich medium rare pound of pound of brown gravy all over, just drizzled on the sandwich open face uh you know anyway but those two guys Ezra Pound and William Carlos Williams they were they were part of a crew <laughs> yes they were the that like i think predated the beats right like like those guys were inspired by i forget what they were called that generation cuz they wrote about like the images they were because Ezra Pound has the famous poem, The Faces on the Black Bow, Apparitions in the Crowd, or whatever. Um, Petals on the... whatever it is. Dude, I, I... it sucks. I used to know all this information, and I don't know. My brain was just like, oh, it's not useful, and fucking... It's non-essential it information. We were paying at minimum wage, and then it quit for unemployment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I don't remember anything, and it's hard because... You know, I have a four-year degree and nothing to fucking show for it. Dude, I, I spent two and shit. a half years in college. I don't remember shit. I remember, like, fundamentalism versus whatever. See, I don't even remember the other thing. That's the foundation of fucking sociology. You just don't. And then, like, when you're, like, a crisis worker working with people in crisis, I mean, you're using this different part of your brain all the time. Like, you're mm -hmm. not studying things or researching things you're just doing 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 and like always an emotional part mm -hmm. of your brain so well i feel like um like I, I work with a lot of people who have you know degrees and advanced degrees and everything and they're really smart people but there are definitely those people who um who have a degree who think that that gave them everything they need to do a job or whatever and then they show up at the job and they're like, oh, in my, you know, college class, whatever, we learn this. And it's like, well, that's great in theory, but in practice, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Like, it's just funny. And I think that's, you know, probably more of the fresh meat or whatever, but. Fresh meat? Yeah, work with what you got. We never finished. Is our barbecue episode sort of one you're going to release that we did for like. Yeah, so we did. No, we did a, we did a, we did a bunch of. I think I mentioned that earlier in this episode. We did a bunch of try hard episodes, five minutes here and there. I'll put it out like Saturday or Sunday or whatever, um, so that everybody gets a little, little, fucking, tidbit of love from AF since we, since we did miss, one episode in the last year and a half yeah come on dude like like i said that fucking trucker dump or whatever he was gone for months trying to mm -hmm. teach his daughter outlook <laughs> <laughs> damn dude what a good what, living the dream right there i used to hate teaching people but how to use programs really interesting. like uh he he was talking about being a trucker during quarantine because they're essential or whatever mm -hmm. i don't know it's funny the baby's looking at the cat right now it's just 
The baby noticed the cat finally. It's just, it's just exciting. These are exciting things. Oh, so in other news, I fucked up my other finger. Oh, so, yeah, here we go. So the cat bit my ring finger on my right hand. And it's still fucked up, dude. I don't even care. It's, it fucking hurts all the time still. I think it's psychosomatic, bro. It is not. It is poison it's, cat it's called carp saliva. Carpet tunnel. Carpet vision. tunnels. I, when I was uh, like 16, 17, I actually wrote a movie called Carpet, Carpet Patrol. And it was about this dude who was addicted to crack. Anyway, never saw the light of day. I was making Where amateur movies. Where can you retrieve it? You can read it on AF and do a reaction. Um, I can see if I still have the files, but I really seriously doubt that. But anyway, so I was barbecuing Monday and uh, cooking some ribs and some chicken and some eggs. You motherfuckers, go to your smoker right now, your barbecue, your grill, smoke some eggs. That shit will fuck you up. It, like, it is the best snack that I have, that's my new go-to barbecue snack. If I smoke anything, I'm gonna hard boil a couple eggs and toss them on for 20 minutes, whatever it is, and bing, bang, boom, eat some eggs. But, uh, yeah, I can dude, vouch they were really, 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 really good. Super surprising, right? It's like the first time you eat a pickled egg, you're like, why would I eat an egg yeah, exactly. that is a pickle? Well, like I was saying, um, I was telling Alex this when he was doing it, I was like, everything with eggs you think is going to be disgusting, like egg salad, pickled eggs, smoked eggs, I mean, what else? Deviled eggs, what's another one? Everything just sounds disgusting. You eat it, and you're like, oh, yeah. Creme brulee. I'm just gonna mix a yeah, bunch of cream with eggs and. Eggs. But it is it's an omelet. It's a dessert omelet. But I mean, it's just anything with eggs in it. It just sounds gross, you know. Yeah, um, I've learned to trust the almighty egg. And then the egg and ramen, I thought would be nasty. So listen, people, I want to know from you guys, from the source, all like ten of you that still listen since COVID hit. Um, hit us up on Instagram, most recent post, whatever it may be and tell me if this is a good idea uh i want to do so we, we were talking about how, how to barbecue right and i go into more detail on this idea but i want to do how to barbecue wrong and just smoke the weirdest shit you've ever not not like that but like fucking eggs dude my friend in wyoming or some shit was like dude i was like what are you doing this weekend i talked to him like maybe three times a year because we just fail to respond to each other on whatever chat client. So, but I was like, yo, what's up, dude? What are you doing this weekend? And he's like, oh, nothing. I might smoke some eggs tomorrow. And I was like, oh, that sounds horrible. I'm going to try that. And then I did. and It was amazing. But anyway, so I'm building a hydroponics system, which I mentioned in the next episode that you're going to hear, which is actually the last episode that we recorded. Um, and I'm working on cutting this cooler which will be my water reservoir. It's a nutrient film technique system, NFT, and I can get into more detail on that in a later episode if anybody cares, which I really don't know. But, um, so anyway, I got this box cutter. You can tell where this is going. I'm cutting this cooler. I haven't slept at all, like all weekend. It's been a four day weekend. I was also, I may have had a mocktail or two. Um, so I was hopped up on lime juice and guava, guava fresco or whatever the fuck. 
And anyway, so I had a little lapse in judgment. And I was even like, dude, okay, I'm gonna cut away from myself. I'm gonna be super safe. And something happened, and both of my hands slipped, and the box cutter ran between my ring finger and my pinky. And it kind of like cut against the back of my hand. Like it didn't cut the webbing in my fingers, but it's a good like inch and a half long cut between my ring and pinky finger. And like it, I had just swapped out the blade in that fucking box cutter. So I looked down at my hand and I see like orange fat sticking out and this gaping hole between my fingers. It's like, you know how the finger, the skin moves? Like you fuck it, you move. If, it, if, the, if those are independent, they move in a very different way. Like once you cut that and you like wiggle your fingers, like you don't get one finger holding down the skin. It just it just goes. What the heck? Yeah, it was really dude. So you know, of course. The things you discovered during this is pretty crazy. Well, yeah. So I look down and I see like I've cut through all of my skin, and there's now like fat deposits, which there's not much fat in your fingers, but or in your hand. You should have took some of it and gave it to me so I could inject it into I, my forehead. I joked with the guy doing stitches later on. I was like, because he was stuffing the fat back into my hole as the <laughs> as he was stitching. And I was like, can you just take it out? Because I'm trying to lose weight right now anyway. Uh, but anyway. Did he laugh at that joke? Yeah, he was a cool dude. But so, so I cut my hand. Fox is sleeping. Katie's got her first break of the year. So yeah, I run like inside. Actually, for the first time, he's napping more than 30 minutes. I think he was like going on like 45 minutes or something. So I was so happy. It was a good day, dude. We were just chilling outside. And then, I don't know, I think I went to go pee or something, and all of a sudden I hear, I cut myself! <laughs> yeah, that's how I said it, too. I ran in the house. Well, I was like, we need to go to the hospital because I cut myself real bad. Yeah, uh, and it was weird. Like, I looked at the cut, and at first I was like, oh, it doesn't even look that bad. And then they look closer, and I, like you could, like see everything inside of his hand I was like okay it was that's probably so, it's it's definitely top number one top ten hits uh, yeah. worst cuts that I've seen in person cuts. yeah now that's what I call wounds volume 15 well, and then like I just immediately started freaking out because I was like oh hell no we ain't going to the hospital because I'm not you know gonna get COVID or you know, let's all. I, I wasn't thinking rationally. I thought like we would all have to go in the hospital, but I wasn't like, because he was like, okay, we gotta drive to the hospital. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it, you know? But then I just, I didn't even think about us going and then me dropping you off and we not yeah. all having to go. Well, my first thought was I was panicking. I was in a, a little incy bincy tiny bit of shock, less shock than you would imagine. It didn't hurt at all. Like, I felt the impact of the blade on my hand. And then I looked down and saw the cut, and the cut, it didn't hurt, because uh, it was so bad. My my brain was like, fuck you, cut. I don't feel you. But so then, of course, uh, being the the caring wife that Katie is, she called 911. <laughs> and I had already gauzed it, and antiseptic it, did it, it and, and you were on the phone with the people, and I was like, can you tell them it's, like, not life-threatening, that it's, like, like, I just need to know what to do? And then the firemen show up. <laughs> And they see my gauzed hand, and they're like, um, do you want us to drive you to urgent care? And I was like, no, I just, you know, in the heat of the moment, the heat, of, I didn't know what was, you know, happening. I didn't know if I had cut a tendon, you know, which, 
So... Well, see, my thing was, I didn't know, like... I, I just felt better about calling them to see what the situation was and if it was okay for you to drive or, you know, if I would drive or you take the ambulance. Like, I just wanted them to look at it. And they didn't even look at it. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll go to urgent care. I'm like, you guys mm-hmm. didn't even fucking look at it. Which, first, was a little bit bullshit because they didn't look at it and they told me to go to urgent care because, now, this is a holiday... So, since I decided to try to cut off my pinky on Memorial Day, um, uh, the, the urgent cares that I normally go to, that are nearest to us, nearest and dearest, they were closed. Like, five minutes before I got to the first one. So, I go to one, it's closed, I call Katie, I'm like, hey, my phone's dying, I don't know any other urgent care, where the fuck do I go? And so... We, I ended up going to the second one. They had just closed. There were even still people in there. And I was, like, waving around my bloody gauzed hand. Like, um, are you guys really going to be dicks? So then I had to stop to get gas because my car was on empty. Because I don't fucking drive during, you know, COVID 2020. So then uh, Katie found a nice... Day or daycare, <laughs> urgent care <laughs> that was open. I went there. They made me sit there for a half hour. They closed while I was sitting there, and then it turned out that the first dude that saw me was like, "Oh, the cuts between your fingers. We might not be able to do that because it's so you know there's a lot of nerves there. It's so close to your tendons. There's a lot of important things right there. So." Uh, the dude who did the stitches came in the room, looked at it, and was like, oh, I can suture that. So I started pulling off my ring, and it was like the... I, I immediately imagined, like, degloving my finger, because it oh, was so... God. Like, my the cut, like, gaped open extra, because it's pretty loose skin right there. But then, so I got the five stitches, and here I am today doing an episode of Accidentally Fasting about the Toxic Avenger in Russian novels. <laughs> no big deal. Fuck that shit. Win-win tiger blood hashtag Well, I don't blazing. know. It's just, like, I guess during a non-COVID time, I wouldn't even care. I mean, I would have cared. That would have been really scary no matter what. But add on that COVID threat and then you just, I don't know. I'm still freaked out that you got exposed to something. Well, I mean, I'm lucky. Like, what what ended up happening was looking at my, my other cut that I got from the box cutter. Um... I got, I hit my knuckle on my left ring finger and it must have like turned the knife which hit my my wedding ring and then bounced into my webbing between my fingers. Um, but had I hit like the front of my fingers, I think I would have cut my tendons and just lost movement in my fingers. I don't know, like, cause the guys at emergency care were like, yeah, if that happened, you would have had to go to the emergency room. We don't mess with that shit. So, well, now, I mean, are you afraid to ever use knives again? No, I'm going to just wear a glove you, on you one thought hand. You did everything right, though, so... I yeah. was practicing safe safety. Like, I had... I was cutting away from myself. Uh, I, I guess the number one safe safety thing is, like, don't do it while you're, like, that safe deprived, you know? Yeah, and have so many mocktails in you, because... <laughs> dude, that fucking... The, well, that one, I tried that That, that margarita that, mixer... 
Well, whatever you were drinking, because I tried a sip of it, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but I was eating, I was smoking, I was sitting. Yeah. What's that Black Label Society album? Uh, no, wait. The song. Shooting, pissing, puking, I and fighting. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to recreate that adventure, hopefully without any injuries, but we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, everybody, we just wanted to let you know that we're alive, do a quick episode about some shit, and uh, we'll hopefully be live Saturday. It just kind of depends on shit and stuff and things, but then I'll put out the, the uh, amalgamation of audio from the episodes that we tried to previously record, and it'll just be a hodgepodge, and you'll just have to, have to enjoy, enjoy the, the wonderful variety that is accidentally fasting, <laughs> folks. And uh, thank you guys for your likes and stuff on my progress p picture. I'm so, I mean, it's like sounds egotistical, but I'm actually really proud of myself. And I need to, I owe, a, owe you guys a mini episode for sure. And just kind of update you on my sure, dude, uh, maybe postpartum we'll do that fitness Tuesday. journey. And actually, yeah. we might do an in-progress album thing. And have like an episode where we do a listening party with all the songs oh, yeah, from our upcoming album. Some music and Maybe some demo versions in the episodes, and then you guys can pick up the album in Bandcamp. What do you fucking think about that? Alright, everybody, take it easy. Eat shit, fuck goats. Bye, boys.